Today is Tuesday, July 19th, 2022. My name is Frank Kraft, and you're listening to Simple Rhythms. Simple Rhythms is a daily podcast designed to give us a simple and steady diet of God's Word and to help us all be better prepared to receive God's Word on Sunday morning. Today's text comes from Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. The Word of the Lord says this, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So we're continuing uh, examining uh, Balaam and trying to draw out some more application that we can learn from uh, the story of Balaam, specifically uh, Balaam's donkey and that experience. And so today we're moving into striving for holiness. So yesterday we talked about how we are we know we need to be aware that we have temptations, we have influences and enemies, things that are seeking to draw us away from, uh, you know, being holy. In fact, we naturally, we naturally. Uh, do not want to be believe in God or to live a life of faith or to be obedient to what God has called us to do and the commands that God has for us in Scripture. We naturally hate those things because of our in- sinful nature, because of our flesh. And so we must be aware of those things and then make decisions in light of that. Like when, we, when we'd prefer to get on our phones or to do other things than spend time in Scripture or read the Word or do whatever, we need to understand that that, that resistance is natural and it's normal. And we must be ready and aware enough to fight that uh, the the sinful nature or the work of the flesh, whatever you want to call it. And so now we're moving on to strive for holiness. And today in Philippians 2, we're introduced to this idea of, of work. Paul says here to work out your salvation in verse 12. Now it's really weird because uh, this seems to almost contradict what Paul says in Ephesians 2. He says, uh, salvation is by grace through faith. It is not of works, least any man should boast, right? So Paul's saying, hey, uh, work, the, and the, the idea of work is a negative when it comes to the gospel in Ephesians 2, but here it's actually a command to work out your salvation. So how is that the case? Well, the work that he's talking about is two different works. So in Ephesians 2, he's talking about it is not by earning your salvation through works, through do, doing that you can earn your salvation. It's That's anti-gospel. We know that we are utterly corrupt. We are utterly sinful apart from Christ just because of Adam and Eve and the, the, the sinful nature that we're all born with. And so we cannot earn uh, being forgiven of our sin or being declared right before God. God does that only in Christ. So in Christ, we can be forgiven of our sin, freed from our sin, and brought in right relationship with God, where we are declared, uh, we, we, we now have peace with God through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, right? But that's only in Christ. It's something that God does, and that's by grace through faith. And that's a work that God does in us. And so that is how we we, we cannot earn our salvation, but we are gifted our salvation. We are granted our salvation. We are given our salvation as a gift from God of grace when we put our faith and trust in Jesus. So in terms of uh, you know, in terms of receiving salvation, we cannot earn our salvation. We must be given it to us by faith. But now we have this idea of working out your own salvation in Philippians 2. So how do these two things correlate? Like, how is it that Paul says it's not by works, but then in a different book here in Philippians, he says, work out your salvation? Well, basically, this is the after effect of salvation. So we are gifted, so we cannot earn our salvation to receive it as a wage, but we then can respond 
in some way after we've received the gift. And so that's what he's talking about. So this is where works, those working out of your own salvation, it is not a requirement of salvation, but it is a result of salvation. So understand that. Works, another way uh, to put it is kind of how Jesus puts it. So Jesus says, uh, a good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. Well, why is that? It's because the roots. The roots determine the quality of the fruit, right? And so the roots, if they are enslaved to sin, if they are dead, if we are if we are dead in our sins and trespasses, if we are enslaved to this world and the desires of this world, then guess what? Even if it seems like we're bearing good fruit, we're actually bearing bad fruit, right? But when we come to Christ, we are given new roots. We are given a new life. We are freed from our sin. We're forgiven of our sin. We're made clean. We're regenerated, and we're given a new life in Christ, right? The old is gone, and the new has come. And so Jesus says, a good tree produces good fruit. And then he says to his disciples, he says, and you will bear fruit for the glory of God. And so he, and he says, he, so even Jesus says that there's going to be a result of our salvation. Now, it's so important to remember, it's not a requirement. The, the bearing of the fruit or the way Paul says it here is working out our salvation is not a requirement to be saved. It does not make us saved. It does not, uh, you know, earn us that salvation anyway. That's very important to always remember that. But... The distinction is it may not be a requirement of salvation, but it is a result of salvation. And it's a necessary result to where if we are not bearing fruit, if we are not obeying this command that Paul gives us in Philippians 2 to work out our salvation, then there is a con- there, there should be a concern there at the very minimum. There should be a huge concern that our fruit is not consistent with what our we're claiming our roots to be when we say we've put our faith in Christ uh, and trust in Christ, when we say we're in right relationship with God. And so we must be aware of that. And so Paul says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And this fear and trembling is the appropriate attitude that we should have, is we should be always aware that we are in a war and the consequences are eternal. There's either eternal death and consequences of sin, or there's eternal life, and there's eternal joy and happiness. So the consequences of our actions in this war that we're waging is extremely important. And so we must fight and bear fruit and put in effort and strive. That's where I'm getting this word, strive for holiness. We want to strive. We want to work. We want to fight. We want to we want to put our, our, our energy and our effort into living out this life of faith, into obeying God, because that's what God commands us to do. And that's what God expects of us as a result of the new roots and the good roots that we have in Jesus. And so understand, brother and sister, this is very important. We have a responsibility to work towards living out a life of faith. We have a responsibility and a command and a, uh, and, uh, to understand what God has commanded us to do, understand what God tells us to do, and then live that out, to bear fruit for the glory of God. Another way Jesus says it is you are to be perfect as our heavenly Father is perfect, or he says do good works that others may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven, right? All of these things are pointing towards this idea that we cannot just check a box, pray a prayer, walk an aisle, sign a card, uh, get a little wet, and then just go, throw our hands up in the air and go, oh, okay, I guess we're done. You know, I've got my ticket to heaven. I'm good. No, that's not what the Christian life is not about. That's not what the Bible teaches. That's not the idea of Christianity. Biblical Christianity is receiving the grace of God through via a gift, through faith, and then letting that grace and that faith then transform us to then become master servants of, a, sorry, like 
awesome servants of God, where we are serving God and working for God's glory. That's why we exist to make disciples, to glorify God by making disciples, right? So we must put effort and energy into this. But Paul doesn't end this idea here. He says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who works in you, but to will and to work for his good pleasure. And this is where I love this. This is Paul rightly aligning our doctrine, our theology, and our practical theology. So practical theology, first step, we must take responsibility to obey the command to work out our salvation and bear fruit for the glory of God. We must be committing our lives, committing our time, committing our energy, committing our minds and our bodies and our families even to this idea of striving for holiness and striving to obey God that we may glorify him with our lives, right? That's a command. It's not an option. But then he says, but stay rightly oriented with remembering for it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So he's saying, you're going to do this, but understand even when you're doing this, God is actually doing in doing this in you. And he uses two words. He says to will and to work. The will is the desire. It's kind of that internal passion, that effort, that unction. And then the work is like the practical, hey, I'm actually doing that. I'm doing this. I'm, I'm manifesting this thing which God is doing in me outwardly, and I'm making it a reality in my life and in the life of other people. And Paul is saying both the internal and the external action of working out our salvation and bearing fruit is ultimately a result of God's grace in our lives. So understand, even when we... Now understand, we have a responsibility to make those choices. We have a responsibility to take those actions and use our will that we have to make a change or to have an impact or to bear fruit. But even when we do that, Ultimately, it's actually God working in us. And that's like, that's good practical theology. That even when we bear fruit for the glory of God, it's actually a result of God's working in us already anyway. An illustration is basically when anytime a child gives a parent a gift, you know, for Christmas or for Father's Day, right? You go out and you provide the money and you either let a kid pick it or if they're too young, like my daughter is, you know, you're, you kind of pick it for her, but then she, you know, and you give it to her and then she gives it to your, to your dad or your mom or, or your spouse or whatever. And so the child is giving the gift, but how could the child give the gift? She's doing the action, but how? Because the parent enabled it. The parent provided and worked through the child to provide the gift. And it's the same way with us working out our salvation. It's not a perfect illustration, obviously, but it's a similar way that God, he provides everything that we need as he's already done in the Holy Spirit. And then we work it out and we bear fruit. We have the responsibility, just like the kid gets the credit for giving a parent a gift, It's that child's gift to the parent, but ultimately it's because the parents work that the child was even able to give the gift. In the same way, we live our life of faith, but we always remember that as we are taking responsibility to do this, we're only able to accomplish it and do it by God's grace through faith. So thank you very much for listening to Simple Rhythms, and we'll catch you next time.